Welcome into a special interview edition of the Charlotte Soccer Show. I'm John Hayes. Danny Brams will join me in just a few minutes, as well as Independence Manager Mike Jeffries for the second time this season. He joins us ahead of the Charlotte Independence and North Carolina FC in the USL 1 final this Sunday at 5 o'clock. Coach Jeffries will be with us and... Stick around after that interview. You're going to hear from Gabrielle Oberton, Independence winger and striker. An amazing story. A player that was born and raised in France, played for the youth national team, started his career with Bordeaux, ended up playing for Manchester United, playing for Newcastle as well. And this Sunday, at the tail end of his career, he's going to be playing for another trophy in another final. And it's so interesting to hear his perspective about this game and Coach Jeffrey's perspective about this game as well. It's been a long time since the city of Charlotte has won a championship in a professional sport, and the Charlotte Independents in USL have a chance to do that this weekend. It's a great conversation. Please stick around. Enjoy these interviews. Consider heading up to Cary, North Carolina for this final on Sunday. If you can't make it, The game is broadcast on ESPN2 at 5 o'clock, a perfect way to finish out your fall weekend, your first November fall weekend in the Carolinas. The Charlotte Independents playing for a trophy this weekend. It's really cool to say that. Congratulations to Coach Jeffries and his staff and the the entire club for, for reaching the USL1 final. Without further ado, stick around, enjoy these interviews. And we'll talk to you later this week with a special season in review episode. We'll have that Charlotte FC content coming back for y'all here later this week. We've already got that episode recorded, ready to go. We'll get that produced up and published for you. But for now, enjoy these interviews. Danny, we're joined by Independence Manager Mike Jeffries. He's Mm -hmm. here ahead of the USL 1 final on Sunday in Cary, North Carolina, where the Independence will be playing for its first USL championship. How cool is that? Dare we say the greatest soccer mind in the Carolinas? <laughs> oh, we could say it. Uh, I mean... Flattery will get you everywhere. You're off to a good start. <laughs> What's it? Coach, welcome, you, coach, you're in the final. Welcome welcome back to the show. It's, it's I, I told you before we started recording, it feels like full circle. Before the season, yeah. we, we sat in these chairs. We talked about the, the 2023 campaign and potentially p- playing mm-hmm. for a trophy. And you have that opportunity this weekend. Really excited about it. And uh, even if before the season, I felt like we had a good group, a, a good returning cast, and, mm-hmm. and we're able to add some uh, key guys, some guys that have been here before and have a good experience. So um, it's fantastic that we're still talking and that we're still in it. Um, and that's really a credit to the guys and, and what they put into the season and uh, the mentality they've had over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, and all the guys, you're not kidding, as far as putting in uh, 120 minutes, you know, playing uh, and holding that clean sheet uh, for all that time in Omaha where it Mm -hmm. felt like it it looked like it was 25 degrees. I don't know, you were there on the (laughs) sidelines. What type of effort did the guys put into that match? I I thought it was, you know, really a gritty, hard-fought effort. And, I mean, we have a couple plays where we're, you know, scrambling and clearing balls off the Mm -hmm. line. But the amount of sort of dirty running that the guys had to do against a very good Omaha team and attacking team um, was incredible. And the guys just kind of fought through it. Um, When the game settled, we felt like we had a couple decent half chances and and maybe weren't quite 
uh, able to, to break them down. But uh, mostly I thought it was just a, a really gritty defensive effort and, and battle. Love that. I, I like to think I know everything, but you just posted a coach term on me that I've never heard before, dirty running. What, what is that? <laughs> like I was watching the game. I did see a lot of running. What's dirty running? Uh, when you have to recover and run back 80 yards, it's just not much fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yeah, there's no the only goal yeah. is survival, not, only, not victory. Yeah. yeah, the only goal is to prevent the, the other team from getting a good chance. And uh, you know, that's not the fun part. Running forward 80 yards to get on the end of something, uh, nobody ever seems tired at that moment. Yeah, I get it. So, <laughs> well, let me just say there's one player. I don't know if I, I'd have to look at the statistics. I know you know you're tracking these guys. Uh, someone that I enjoyed talking to on the show this year, uh, A.O. Flanagan, one of my favorite players on the squad. I can just picture him, somebody making, who, who loves to get forward, yeah. someone making as many dirty runs <laughs> as possible. I bet you Flanagan makes a ton of those. Uh, he didn't, he did for sure. Um, because, yeah, as you said, he does love to get forward. and. Uh, Every once in a while, you got to come back when it breaks down. So yeah, and you guys did have your chances uh, in that match, but you're right. It, it was a it was a scramble at the end. It was holding on for 120 minutes. What are you saying to the guys? What's your like? What are you admonishing from the sidelines? You know, in your in your in your coach's box. Like, what are you screaming in those moments when <laughs> when you know it's it's do or die uh, for uh, for a save? I mean, a lot of it's shape and organization, um, you know, where we want to put guys. But some of it is mentality and concentration mm -hmm. um, and just being tuned in. Some of it's just a you know, quick heads up on where one of their players is making a run or, or, or what's going on or just to be alert on uh, different things during set pieces. Austin Pack, obviously an amazing performance, uh, record-setting season, and, and just a history-making season in this league, yeah. for this club. And, he got, did you see him and, get honored uh, this week twice? He was named uh, USL Keeper of the Year. And I, I thought and this was more important for me. He got voted by his peers as best keeper in the league as well, which mm -hmm, I think is, think is pretty cool. Danny, Austin Pack, what a is he the is he the best keeper in uh, in Charlotte? <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll flatter him too. We'll, we'll give him flatter, and he's not even in the room. But I think it's true. And uh, he came up clutch both uh, in in the PK shootout. He didn't make any saves, right? It was just a miss yep. that, that for uh, Omaha. Right. He was there though. He, he was, was he making was... some good guesses, and he was putting pressure on guys. And he got us to the PK shootout. Uh, tell me what you thought you would get from Austin Pack when we first sat in this chairs, these same three chairs months ago, and then what you ended up getting, what was the, ch the expectation uh, gap there? Um, not as big, the expectation gap is not as big as you, you would imply by the question. Okay. I, look, I have every confidence in Austin from uh, the beginning of the year. Um, you know, obviously he played regularly uh, two seasons ago, 21, and um, did a tremendous job in that year. I think this year he's been called on a lot more um, and he's come through. He's been an, uh, an excellent shot stopper and we, we always knew that, um, that that's what he was. Uh, and he's been worked hard and he's become very uh, calm in his distribution. He's worked hard and um, become a good leader of the back group um, and, and been positive in, in those areas as well. Um, got tested a ton. Uh, this game with uh, Omaha's service in the box, and he's, he's handled that really well, uh, coming for balls, collecting balls, boxing, and getting them out, and, and so forth. So, those things, you know, are areas that he's improved and sort of exceeded maybe where he was at the beginning of the year. Um, but, uh, you know, from uh, we've always had uh, good confidence in him and, and a belief that he's 
can be the, the goalkeeper um, that he's been this year. Yeah, he's an absolute baller. He's been, he's been a pleasure to watch this season. There's no doubt about that. I'm, I'm expecting him to have a good game on Sunday, too. And I love a, co I love a coach that has high expectations for his players. <laughs> that was what was implied by the question. Yeah. <laughs> okay, fair enough. So, so post-match, we saw the, the celebration in the locker room. We saw the, the feeling on the field of jubilation as well. Uh, what was the plane ride like home, <laughs> and uh, how how quickly did you get the guys back to work prepping for this match? Uh, everybody was wound up, and the, the locker room was sort of super high energy, as, as you saw and noted. And I think you know once we settled into the plane ride, uh, everybody was ready to rest and, <laughs> and and relax a little bit. And then um, coming back this week, um, there's been no sort of, uh, oh wow, hangover from being in the final. It's, you know, I think everyone's excited to be there, but recognizes it as a good opportunity and has been pretty focused on work and, and so forth. The beginning of this week has been, as you'd expect, a little bit of recovery. Um, that's a game that took a lot out of us, uh, but you know, physically, um, not just the running, but it was a hard game uh, physically as well. Um, and so we focused a little bit on recovery, um, but we've had a couple good sessions and, and guys are ready to be specific to MCFC. Yeah, I didn't really think about the the extra day of rest. Is going to is, is a huge <laughs> yes. plus ahead of the final. Nice job by the yeah. USL yeah. getting it scheduled that way, mm -hmm. and and with NCFC, you know, having what seemed like an easier win to me. You know, probably didn't work as hard in that match, where that extra day could could really help this squad. And what what so it's it's Wednesday as we're recording this. What does the rest of the week look like? Um, we're actually, uh, we, we've trained a couple times. We're taking tomorrow off, uh, again, as a recovery, and then Friday, uh, Saturday train, um, and then we'll head down after training on Saturday uh, to carry um, and, and stay there. Uh, team meal Saturday night, and then ready for the game on Sunday. An in-state championship game. Yeah. I mean, that's, Carolina's affair. Yeah. I mean, that, I, it's Carolina, amazing. North Carolina affair, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's, it's amazing that it turned out this way. You know, there's a ton of squads here in, in town yeah. that we talk about on the show. Obviously, Charlotte FC, yeah. Crown Legacy, Charlotte Independence. The new women's Super League team uh, that is Hops. launching here, yeah. <laughs> the Fineville Hops, even some Queens, yeah, uh, some Queens, exactly. Queens coverage we've we've had on on the show, and <laughs> and there's uh, there's there's one team left standing, you know, and, and so right. we're you, happy to be that one for sure. You know, not only, so so not only do you own the city bragging rights, you got a chance at the state bragging rights now. <laughs> mm -hmm. And when was the last time a professional team brought a championship home to Charlotte? We were talking about this before the show. You know, the Panthers never won the Super Bowl, so this is this is a chance to like feel like champions in our city. I, I can't wait. So. I, I still can't. I've been racking my brain. I asked yeah. Ashley before the interview. I asked yeah. you. I have no clue when the when the last championship was at any level for for right. a Charlotte professional sports team. Probably before, maybe I don't know if the Eagles won a championship. Coach, that's that's all I, the I know they played in the final. Yeah, uh, the year before right? uh, I came in. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, no, no pressure. That's all. Right. You know, that's yeah. all we're <laughs> yeah, no pressure. That's Especially oh, it's in state too. The big yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, but that. Yeah. Uh, well, I imagine. Does is it? I'm not going to say easier, but is it just uh, sort of guide your preparation when is an opponent you know so well? It's more about mentality and just reminding guys what they have to do instead of instructing like, hey, you need to do this. They already know it probably at this point in the season. Yeah, I think one of the things that, that League One is, is a relatively small league, so we've seen each other a bunch mm -hmm. of times. Oddly enough, we haven't seen NCFC for a while, um, just the way the schedule played out this Thank year. <laughs> we, played, we played them it, earlier It, it was season. smelling a lot better in town. <laughs> So, um, so it so it is a little bit interesting, and, and they've been uh, like Omaha. They've been very strong of late. Uh, they kind of settled on the lineup and the style of play, and and, and so forth. 
Uh, maybe like us, I feel like we've been both been really consistent the whole year. Um, you know, not long losing streaks and, and always kind of finding ways to win. Um, and they've been in the top, you know, uh, we've both been in the top six probably mm -hmm. the whole year. They've, they've been at the top the whole year. So it does make it interesting uh, from that perspective. And then certainly, um, you know, we've had a lot of heated games from the, the I think the first Open Cup game there mm -hmm. um, in 2015. To, you know, we probably had just heated games every year against them in some way, shape or form. Um, so this one will just be the, you know, the kind I, of... Uh, I can tell you it means a lot to the fans. Like, the yeah. fans are very happy, not just for the logistical chance, for the fact that many of them are have, have a chance to get to uh, yep. Cary, uh, at a uh, suburb of Raleigh-Durham. Um, it's just that they hate this club. So it's, it's a real <laughs> rivalry, you know? It's, it's a real it's, it's a real deal. It's it's a great a, rivalry. A derby match be. for the cup. You yeah. know, like, what could be better? Yep. That, no question about that, and it's a huge plus for us. Both the travel for us is nice. Uh, uh, weather will be a little nicer, hopefully, than Omaha. And then it's uh, not. Mo it's most cold. Only, it's cold still, right? Is yeah, it still, still going to be cold on Sunday? We don't know. No, but it'll the, be a it's, it's cold this week. But but and, and most importantly, it'll be great for you know to get fans and get our fans up there mm -hmm. as well and have a uh, support. Uh, at the game, Tre huge, tremendous support from the Mech Reserves, from the Independence Ultras. Right, yeah. Those guys have been going hard all season long, and, and, they're, and you know they're going to see it through right. uh, to, to the and, final match. And if you don't know, if you're listening to this and you don't know, I'd be surprised. But there is the Independence are putting a bus together to, to get people up there. So if you don't, if you need those details, check the social uh, media. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll make sure that we we put the information. We already have. It's already in, we already in, retweeted it in the description of the yeah. podcast. So we'll make <laughs> oh, sure okay. we do that. Uh, so you don't have to leave the app, Danny. Um, so I've got two more questions for you before we let you get out of here. I know Danny might have another one as well, but first, you know, we've we've managed, you know, our, our FIFA ultimate squads, right? <laughs> You've actually managed in in IRL in real life. Mm -hmm. When it's when it's time for a final, like the cliche is that you know you, you throw the, the tactical book out the window. You think about your squad, and and you've got ninety minutes, maybe one hundred and twenty to get it done, and maybe you might make some decisions that you typically wouldn't on a normal match day midway throughout the season. Obviously, I'm not going to ask you for any state secrets, but what has it been like in the lab this week preparing for the final? Are you thinking any differently? Have you had the opportunity to maybe uh, think outside the box? Uh, we always do try to think outside the box, I think, um, and, and try to be prepared. Uh, obviously, we do a little bit extra uh, with video with, with the guys and things like that uh, in terms of it being a final and try and uh, help prepare them. I think the you know when you talk about that sometimes it all gets thrown out the window I think the pressure of the final you know dictates that sometimes and you definitely have you know we definitely have discussions and plans you know for the if this if this if this and gotcha. and, and want to be prepared for it uh, as best you can um, you know but you never kind of know how the game's going to play out and you have to be as ready as you can be for um, you know whatever happens um, whether it's a, a goal early in the game or you know whether it's zero zero at halftime and you're trying to figure out uh, how to get at them and there's always you know surprises uh, I mean uh, teams have little tweaks whether it's on set pieces or whether it's um, in, in how they uh, you know pressure um, you always try to be ready for it but um, you have to deal with that in the moment maybe uh, create some chaos <laughs> two questions one quick one is there any team news that is public you can share as far as any injuries uh, 
Dan Kelly wasn't uh, available for the Omaha squad. Do, we, do you expect him back? Or do you don't, just don't know? Just we, just wondering. So, of course, I'm going to answer that as I just don't know. Okay. <laughs> How else would you expect me to answer yeah, yeah. that? I, yeah, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 this is the manager's press conference before the final. I'm trying to get some news here, you know? What can I say? Well, we, don't, we, don't need to, we don't need to let him know, Dan. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, the real question uh, that I want to end on is just the connection with the fans in this whole season. Uh, one of the coolest moments that I had all year was after the home match at Legion Stadium where uh, we clinched the playoffs, Independence clinched, you know, yep. we're going to the playoffs, and then a lot of people came back over here to EPR where we are now watching the Charlotte FC match later that night. Yep. We were on the patio because it was college football season. Yep. College football relegated <laughs> soccer back out to the patio instead. And you came walking back uh, to EPR with your family, I believe, and the crowd out there that was watching the Charlotte FC stopped watching the Charlotte FC match and got up and gave you a standing ovation as you walked into the yeah. place, as you walked into you know the team offices here. And uh, just, I, I wanted to know like how that felt and just like what do you think about this fan base that has supported this club like really strongly on the verge of like a historic match? Yeah, I, I love the fan base has always been great uh, for us as a team and they've been fantastic toward me. Uh, I really appreciate it. Maybe a little too much grief about my shirt sometimes, but, that, <laughs> uh, but I, I, I've learned to handle that. Um, but I, I have so much respect and appreciation for them and, and for what they put in. And, and we try hard as a, as a club to be respectful. The guys try to be very good about making sure they thank them and, and always go over and, and that we have a good relationship because uh, we appreciate it so much and it motivates the guys so much uh, to have them there and, and have them pushing and, and, you know, and, and uh, prodding us to be our, our best. So um, it's definitely a, a two-way street. My last question is uh, about the player that we're about to sit down with after you, Coach. It's Gabrielle Oberton, somebody that has came to this club and, and made an impact as you're preparing for the final. Obviously, obviously his experience is massive for this game, but just overall in general. You know, when he, when he comes to this club, his ability to, to work with some of these young players, to, to set an example as a professional, what's it been like to have him as part of this team? I mean, <laughs> you're coaching a League One club and you have a player with his background that just basically almost walks onto the team in a, in a <laughs> fluky way. And, you know, it's, a, it's something you just feel fortunate uh, that, that it worked out that way um, within the group. Uh, he, he's been fantastic. He's you know, obviously a very has a lot of experience uh, to bring to it. Um, I, I think you know it's it's a credit to uh, Jim Dan the organization. You know that we you know, feel like we have a, a setup that is capable of, of making a good impression for you know a player that's that's been at halfway decent clubs. Um, you know, and is comfortable here and, and so forth. So, um, you know, it's a credit that, that we feel pretty good about. You know, we have here the group uh, of players uh, and, and how we uh, are able to conduct the day to day. Um, and then, uh, you know, for what he's provided is, is certainly uh, a guy that uh, helps us win games, most importantly, um, mm -hmm. helps the guys be better. Um, you know, uh, some real nice goals down the stretch. Oh, yeah, you know, goals. Goals. he got better as the year went on. I felt. Yeah, like so well, it's it definitely uh, expectations. You know, coming into a final, you know, those are uh, times when uh, you know you have the experienced guys and uh, and feel like they're going to deliver in, in those games for sure.
We can't wait until Sunday. It's the USL League One final. And it, what we're, what we're going to do, Danny, is we're just going to be chanting up the jacks all week long. It's awesome. It, it's, it's, <laughs> it's something for us to do. It's, it's really a labor of love. I, I think the Charlotte independence for us, uh, it, it's been such a joy. We love the, the grassroots of the club. We love that these players just, you know, are playing for the passion of the game. They're, they're playing to be in the game. And I know you're coaching for those same reasons. Yeah. So congratulations on a, on a fantastic season. Thank you. And thanks so thanks much for, for taking the time for us yep. today. All right. Danny, we've got one of our most special guests of the season on the mm -hmm. show right now. We've been waiting for this moment. Mm -hmm. It's Gabrielle Overton. He's on your here wish with list. us. Like, so, this is on your wish list when this yes. started this show. And sure. you know what? I didn't put the the note on the wish list that was just a few days before the final. Right, right. Where yeah, Charlotte yeah, yeah. Independence will, will be playing for we the final. We wouldn't have been happy to talk to this guy anytime, but a few days before a final to go win the, the, the title of the league is absolutely incredible. Welcome to the show. Thanks for coming Appreciate on. Thanks you guys. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So we're, we're sitting here at Elizabeth Parlor Room. Uh, we've, we've been following the, the 2023 camp campaign. Uh, I, I know you're, you're playing some of your best football of the season right now. H how does it feel to be to be getting set for this final on Sunday? It's, uh, it's a great feeling. I mean, it doesn't really matter the level you play at. I've played in, in good, great leagues even, great players. But that feeling you get when you, you actually get to achieve something and you spend eight, nine months doing it and you get to possibly put like the cherry on top is a, it's a hard feeling to describe. You, know? you, you see it from afar as a journalist in the, in the business, right? You know, when that moment uh, arrives after the final and the, the trophy is, mm -hmm. is handed over, you can just see it on players' faces. And mm -hmm. it's like, you can't, we can't relate because we haven't been in that, that moment before, but hearing you say that just really puts into perspective um, that this is what you play for. For sure. And, uh, you know, I'm like, I'm more like, most of the players are, are were younger than me and I'm towards the end, but I get to still have fun. I enjoy being with the, the guys around. Mike is a fantastic coach. Uh, I can't complain. I, I don't think he was picking Charlotte was really random for me, but I don't think I could have picked any better. Yeah, and uh, I mean, you talk about 15 plus years in the game and I just, you talk about we're playing here in the in the United States, not the game you grew up in. You grew up playing in Europe, right? In some of the, the greatest like academies, and obviously, for people who don't know, we kind of kind of haven't given your resume. You know, you've been with Manchester United, you've been with Newcastle United, you've been with Bordeaux, trained with PSG. These are the biggest clubs in the world, right? And you know, you come here and you're playing, and it starts when it's cold in March, and it ends when it's freezing <laughs> cold out in Omaha in a semifinal that goes 120 minutes in the middle of all that it's hotter than you've ever been in your entire <laughs> life for a few weeks, you know? So like that campaign and that beginning to end, beginning, middle, end, and coming to the end of what you said, that really, like, I'm so struck by the fact that that's where you went right away. And how's it feel in the locker room when you're with the guys? And like, what can you share with these younger players who are experiencing this for the first time? Um, but first of all, the, the, the finish, the, the penalty kick is always special. The stress mm -hmm. is quite high. Oh yeah. Adrenaline is kicking, so you get to the last PK, you can finally release, get to the changing room. And it's just for me, I, I was happy. I was happy. I've done finals before in my life. And like I said, that feeling you get when you, you get to achieve something is, is different. But before, I was younger. Now I get to see younger players actually enjoying the moment, being like let loose and the, the smile on the faces. So I, I'll probably say they were happier than me. But that's what made my, my night, is just seeing these guys that uh, for, for most of them is the highlight of their career so far. 
and at, with age I think you also take it differently so uh, I danced a little bit you know uh, there, was no, there was no champagne yet we'll wait for Sunday but it's uh, the, the thing is you, you actually celebrate but you also think about the game maybe I switch on quick thinking about that game coming up so you celebrate but it's not over so yeah you, you take the night but the day after I was in the gym already so I want to go all the way and uh, enjoy my vacation after not before do you, do you think there was more maybe celebration in the other night than there would have been in after a semi-final just because it was penalty kicks and it, yeah. and it was so cold and yeah, tough conditions yeah. and everything the tough conditions it was uh, really hard all the, uh, it was all almost the... like you were celebrating that game for yeah. what it was probably yeah. sure. I, I feel I feel like uh, a lot was against us I mean mm -hmm. They're the top just, team, right? They're the best going to do it, blah, blah, blah. The polls, and they're going to, if they beat us, they're going to go all the way, blah, blah, mm -hmm. blah. And uh, so there was a lot against us. There was the call. There was traveling away, the, their fans. They literally have a rock star owner, Nick Hexum, the lead singer of 311, the okay. rock band. He owns their team. Yeah, it's okay. crazy. So, yeah. So, they, yeah. They got it all going for them, is what I'm saying. And I won't lie, when you get to also ruin someone's season, it, it feels... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, not ruin it, but you know they've put so much, and you've put so much, and you come on top. There's something also about mm -hmm. that feeling is uh, it's pretty great. It, it's the competitive spirit, exactly. exactly. Yeah, you know? and, and you have to have that competitive spirit exactly. to have the career that you you've had in this game. And yeah, yeah. And, and that game was also they they pushed so hard, you know, getting these corners and mm -hmm. they have the size. And they kept pushing. Austin was fantastic. So there was a lot in the that game, the way it was played, we have to win it now. That's what I, that's what I said after that. If we win this game on PKs, we have to win the final. Mm -hmm. that, yeah, it make it all worth it, right? Yes, yeah. Yeah. You gotta stick the landing. You gotta, it's like, uh, it's been a great story this season, following Independence. Uh, we've, we've been there from the hot start to a little bit of a rougher patch in the middle of the season, getting hot at the end, yeah. winning key games, you making a huge contribution. I think I told Coach Jeffries, I, I've, as I've watched, I thought you got better as the year went on this yeah. season and you're scoring goals and, and making plays. It's it's a joy to watch. You know, I, I want to say this publicly. I, I was going to say it to you privately, but you know, it, it, for this interview specifically, like, you know, I want to hear so much about your, your youth career, you know, mm -hmm. growing up in France and, and playing with the national team and then you know, playing for the big clubs that Danny mentioned as well. And, and we'd love to do that in a future episode. Sure. But, but I think right now what, 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 what this club deserves and what the independents deserve is, uh, I, and I, I want to go back to your comment about randomly picking Charlotte, mm -hmm. right? I want to I want to go back to that moment. You, you you did some work with with Charlotte FC, yes, and you were here in town, and you had the opportunity, I'm sure, to you know take, look at a handful of clubs well, and say, yeah, but you, you should. I mean, Charlotte FC and this the the summer last season, the preseason, that was a thing. But I was already with Charlotte before that. Yes. So you have, to go, season. Yes. you have to go back to the USL season where I was a free agent and my best friend signed Silva Marvo at the time. So he signed at the club. Uh, my wife is American, so I'm already in the States. I'm, uh, I'm on vacation with my wife, waiting to get signed back in Europe. So meanwhile, I'm just in America waiting. He signs for Charlotte. and. He's not the most uh, social type of guy, so I knew he, would, he was going to come, stay in his hotel room, go to training, and do nothing. And I just told my wife, I'm going to be there for like 10 days. Just go helping me settle, pick an apartment. We 
discover the city a little bit. Everybody out. Yeah, that's it. And it's, that's literally my best friend, so I had no issue doing that. And in the back of my mind, I was thinking, I want to stay fit. I'm, I'm going to train. I'm going to ask, at least ask if the coach will let me train. Just, I'm not asking for anything. I just want to train. So he trains. Uh, Mike's assistant at the time, Gainsey, just recognizes me. So I come and watch training, and in the end, I just ask if I could train. And Mike was fine with it. So <laughs> grab my cleats, train. Probably after one, I don't know if it was the first session or the second session, he took me aside and said, you want to stay? And I was like, I just called my wife, told her. The, and my experience in Europe didn't end up on the best terms. So I just, I took like two days to think about it and I just decided to stay. So that's why it was so random because my friend, if my friend would have picked San Diego, I might be in San Diego right now. <laughs> but he picked Charlotte and, uh, and it's fate, you know. I can only imagine what it must have been like for Mike and his assistant games, as you mentioned. <laughs> They're just like starting the season. Okay, guys, uh, you know, get this year going. And all of a sudden, an international striker, just who's with your pedigree, just like shows up. It's like, oh, he's a free agent. Let's bring him, too. Like, I, it's just absolutely amazing. Like, you're so low key about it. But, like, I'm just thinking about it from their point of view. It must have been just like a heavens open up type of moment. But what, uh, once you decide to make that stay here, what, what did you do to connect with the city of Charlotte? Like how, how since you're, since Sylvain was like, what did he prove to be like you thought, just trying He's, to stay in his hotel the whole time yeah. and then that go out? <laughs> then I, yeah, and yeah. We, we lived in different, I, I always, uh, throughout my career, I always picked to choose close to training. Mm -hmm. So I was in Matthews, Sylvain was uptown. Um, so we would see each other training after get lunch and all that, but most of the time he was uptown. Um, so yeah, Matthews first. Then I moved to Waverly, so if you know what that is, mm -hmm. the real yeah. farms and, and the big lifetime. And I just moved now to Piper Glen, so near Ballantyne. So I've experienced a few different parts of uh, of Charlotte, but at the same time, he was, he was by himself. I, w I had my wife and daughter, and uh, I wanted to be like greener, less uh, urban environment. Mm -hmm. And this is the right choice. I love, I love where I live. I love the... I don't get to come uptown that much, but when I do, I, I like the restaurants, I like the the, the, the nightlife, the bars, the, the brewery, all that. Um, it's just, uh, I don't, like I said, uh, I would go mostly on off-season to LA or Miami to work out, and but my off-season was five weeks, so I had to get a trainer and work. But Charlotte is the perfect compromise for me. I would not move to LA or Miami. I'd rather stay here. Or San Diego. Or San Diego. Even though it is nice there. It's nice. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, the tax. Is crazy. <laughs> That's very true. Well said. It's and Danny. For what it's worth, I think you know there's so many transplants in this city. Dan and I, Danny and I both uh, mm -hmm. have been here for for almost ten years now. I came from Texas. He I, came from Philly. From from Pennsylvania, right. and, and we we both feel the same way. You know, you, yeah, you especially you get into South Charlotte. It's just it's it's a it's a beautiful place to yes. be. It's a, it's a great place to to raise a family, mm -hmm. and and you talk about the city growing and, and the culture just period growing yes. here. The soccer culture is growing here. As well. And, you know, Charlotte FC is, has really helped that momentum as, as any, you know, typical uh, MLS squad and, and a new franchise would. But I think the trickle down effect is, is absolutely real. I mean, can, can you, can you sense that happening around town can, and, and feel this kind of love for soccer growing within the city limits? 
Yes, um, I also think that in America, the people identify to the city real fast. To they'll show up even if they don't really understand the spot or whatever it is, they'll show up and show love to the city. So obviously, like like you said, Charlotte FC showed up. It's a bigger team. They get bigger bigger amount of fans, but we have like a core of fans that stick with us from the start. That just Sometimes I tell my wife, I say, I don't know why, <laughs> why they're still showing up for us, but this is... Uh, they made a video about it. Yeah. yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's amazing. I think I saw some of them in Tormenta last week, uh, last week, last year during playoff. We lost. They still showed up. They'll come when they can. Uh, it rains. They come. They sing. It's, uh, <coughs> it's amazing to me that it doesn't matter the number, the quantity of people doing that, but it makes you want to play for them. Hundred percent. Anytime I go to an Independence match, and Danny is more more of an, an ultra than I am, but when I get to a match, I, I'm right there behind the supporters, the Mech Reserves, the the Independence Ultras. I mean, the vibe and and the energy that they bring into that stadium. And you're right; it doesn't have to be yes. two thousand people. You know, twenty people can, uh, fifty people can can set the the stage yeah. for for a soccer match, and they do incredibly well with that. They literally got in a fight with the fire marshal of of the city of Charlotte over uh, lighting the blue smoke. You know, after goals, okay. you know, the, the fire. <laughs> Marshall tried to shut around. They said, "No, we're going to do our thing," and they they got the clearance to do it. So yeah, that's they care. They they want to make it a spectacle. There's tifo there, you know, and there's, there's drums and everything. It's it's an amazing experience. I think, and I'll, I'll just interject and say this: I think it's a really cool way for you to to, to think about finishing your career, like almost because in youth soccer, it's very grassroots, right? Yes. You're doing it for the passion, yes. for the love of the game, mm -hmm. and full circle, you find yourself here at the, the tail end of your career playing, you know, in a, in a grassroots kind of vibe yeah. with, with players who are also doing it for the passion of the game. And, and I've, I've got a tough question for you. The, the final on, on Sunday, mm -hmm. have, you, have you thought about what happens on Monday? Have you thought about this potentially being one of the last matches you, you might play? Or is that something to, to, to maybe talk with the family about over, over the offseason? I didn't really think about it. It's just for now. Uh, in my mind, I'm still I'm still gonna play. Uh, the and it'd be too early for me to on Monday to just decide. The the tough part for me now is the off season is very long uh, compared to Europe. You finish the season, get four or five weeks. You don't have time to really lose anything. If you, especially if you keep working out. Mm -hmm. Here, four months. I remember the first couple of weeks of preseason with Mike. It's like, my knees, my joints, and everything. <laughs> then it gets better, but that long off season, uh, if you get too comfortable, at my age, it, it becomes difficult to get the, the, the engine started again. But I want to play. I feel like I'm still bringing something. I can, I can help. Um, I have a great relationship with Mike. He knows, he understands me when I need a break, when I need uh, a training. He's not really trying to get me to do everything. It's it's uh, one of the best relationship I had with a coach because also my age makes it makes it so I can talk to him, I can really be honest about how I feel. And uh, that's, that's You might be closer to him in age than some of the teammates yeah. maybe, you know. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> or at least close. Uh, at least in mindset for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it uh, goes back to kind of what you said earlier about at the end of that semi when 
the younger guys were happier yes. than you, but I would say it's more like a different type of yes. happiness. It's yes. like a, they're more euphoric, whereas you're yeah. more satisfied and content. Yes, yes. You know? I don't know if the Yeah, the that, that makes sense. Makes no I think sense that's exactly what it is. That makes sense. Uh, and that's what, and that ties into what, where you're going to be in that stage, obviously, after mm -hmm. the season's over. But I think you'll be a lot more content with a, with a trophy. For sure, for sure. Uh, you know the opponent, NCFC. What do you... What do you, what do you want to do? How many goals do you want to score against these guys on Sunday? <laughs> um, I take zero goal and a victory anytime. So yep. we can even uh, they can score two on goals. I don't care. <laughs> uh, I just want to win it at this point. Uh, uh, I know them. Uh, the fact that it's uh, North Carolina as well makes it interesting. Uh, you is and not everything relies on that, but you want to be the best team in North Carolina. Um, we play them. I think the record is like a, a draw, we won, they won, um, but I have a good feeling, I just, uh, I know pressure is going to play a role for both teams, I feel like I'm, I've seen worse situation pressure-wise, so it's going to be interesting, I think it's going to be a close game for a good amount of minutes when we start the games, um, but it's a final, you know. Final, anything could happen. Could uh, I could be wrong? It could be three-zero halftime for us, mm -hmm. obviously. But uh, <laughs> yeah, hopefully, it's a final. I can't wait to play. I, I wish I told I told like a few teammates today. I wish I could sleep and be Sunday. Yeah, yeah training is hard enough. For training. <laughs> I just want to play the game. What a, what a great feeling that must be, you know, yeah. just to, to know that you just, and, and it goes back to the passion and, and for the love of the game and, mm -hmm. and the anticipation yes. of match day. I mean, there's there, you, you put in so much work and it doesn't have to be a final match day. Sure, that's the, the highest of highs, but there's no, there's no feeling like match day and Sunday's as, as good as it gets. The, the team, it, who on this team, when I ask you just like, I'm, not, I'm sure you love all your teammates. I'm not asking you to rank anybody, but if, what I'm saying, when you're out there, whether it's a game and training like scrimmage or whether you're out there playing a, a tight semifinal match on the road, who who are the teammates that just bring you joy to, to go out there and work with? I'm thinking of like other veteran guys like Miguel Ibarra, who's, who's played at MLS level, a guy like Omar Cease, who I just think is like a revelation, like uh, just in terms of controlling a midfield and just like, who, who helps you become the best player you can be out there uh, in terms of, you know, um, that you're playing with? Yeah, um, I think Migi and Cis are the two players that just... Like, I, I nailed it. That just, yeah, because they, they understand somehow, they understand how to use me. They understand my qualities, how to, when I slow down the game, if I, how to, I control the game, they pass the ball early. There's little details that they just get. They, they trust in passing the ball to me even if I'm marked. There's a little stuff like that that Cis will do. Even becomes to a point where like Dane will tell him, stop passing the ball to Gabby. <laughs> but most of if it works. So Cis is very uh, understanding of my game. And he is a good player, period. There's just Migi, uh, his experience, the way he plays as well, the way he drops, get the ball, help me. He has like no position yeah, out there. Yeah. He, he'll be go from center back to striker to winger. It's help crazy. me set up uh, most plays, and uh, but the the guy, uh, the guy I would say who's I'm closest to is also the guy who's the furthest from me on the field against Austin. So because he's been with me from USL, then he left, came back, but he's an older player too. He's uh, very chill, and uh, yeah, he's close. He's not old like me yet but he's getting there so we uh, we get along and uh, yeah Austin is probably the guy I would uh, hang out the most with 
I love that. Yeah, we've we've talked glowingly about about Austin. We think he's he's an amazing keeper. We talked with Coach Jeffries about the awards that he's won this season and voted by his peers. I, I think that's the coolest thing: voted by his peers as the best goalkeeper in the league. And that's got to mean a lot when your peers vote you as one of the best yeah, in the league. Yeah, the peers and coaches, I think, is what matters the most. Then the fans, fans have their preferences. It doesn't matter. Might, yeah. one, they might like a goalkeeper, a striker. It's, it's very broad. I think when your peers say you're the best, feels different. I, I've, um, you know, one thing that is really important to, to me on the show, and something that that Danny and I talk about a lot is is you know the ability to to lead and, and why soccer is so different than so many other sports. Yeah. In that the fitness that it takes, um, the athleticism that it takes to, to go the full ninety, to maybe even go the full one hundred and twenty. Yeah. Right. So um, if you want to take a PK, you got to play one hundred and twenty. You know, you yeah. can't sub off at the one hundred eighteenth minute. No. You know. Yeah, you can't. And so, so for me, it's like when I'm thinking about that that game, I'm thinking about the person that steps up to the to the spot for the last kick. I'm thinking about Spielman. I'm yeah. thinking about the center back of all the people. Who step up to 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 seal the game? It, it's the, it's the center back in that situation. You mentioned Omar Cease, and I think I think both Spielman and, and um, Cease are coaching high school soccer this season yeah. as they're playing as well. I mean, that's I think that's the coolest thing in the world. What, what were you guys thinking about when when uh, Spielman stepped up and it was it was his opportunity? I had full trust. This guy is a, he's a surprise for some, but uh, I remember the first week he. Trained with us like it was a trial, and I told Mike, he's just where was this guy before? And he told me college and some team in Chattanooga. And we eventually, like, I think he left, came back, signed. And this guy is should be some, <laughs> should be somewhere else. We're lucky to have him. Uh, it's his first season as a pro, I guess. And but the composure on the ball, the way he reads the game. Uh, I don't want to say too much because then he's going to listen and be like, ah, Gabi said I'm the best. No. <laughs> he's just, but he he plays like a guy who's had a few seasons, like a season vet. Totally. And that's impressive. He never panics on the ball. He's looking always for the right player. Uh, anticipate well. He's, uh, he's got size. It's, uh, it's, I'm glad we found him. I don't, actually, yeah. don't tell him I said this, but he plays center back like a high school teacher would play center back. <laughs> and I, you can convince me that he's 45 years old and he's the head coach at the high school down the street and he's just giving you guys some minutes. And then you watch him play the full 90 and you go, wow, this, this guy is good. And, and he, he plays uh, like an absolute beast at the back. I feel like that's just a theme with this team. We're lucky to have him at every spot. <laughs> Whether it's Spielman, you, Ibarra, you know, it's just like, uh, all these guys just feel it feels like a special collection of talent that's brought together for a special purpose and that's why I feel so good about this final and I just I, I, I'm really excited I just I, I want y'all to bring a title home to Charlotte and I, I want uh, to see a great game I, I can't wait yeah good luck on on Sunday thank you so much for doing the My show pleasure, yeah it's, it's been a, it's been a blast to have you and I'm, I'm gonna promise that we call the TIFOs the tremendous friends of the show okay. who listen to the show we're gonna have Gabby back and we're gonna talk about a, a no lot more on the show at some point here in the offseason there's a few beers around oh well you know for <laughs> thank you it, it said open it said open at four o'clock on Wednesday on the front door and we actually had to let us in I'm not gonna judge you guys I'm it, just saying if you want me back <laughs> <laughs> It'll be after the final, so you can definitely share one with us in the first round. Of the